Okay. So, friends, today we are still in the Marvel 5-Minute Avengers Stories book. We're getting really close to the end, though. We're on the 10th story, which is called Robin Hawk. And it was written by Ari Kaplan. And it was illustrated by Mirko Pierferici and Chris Sotomayor. And it is read today by Mommy and... And Philip. Here we go. Clint Barton loved being Hawkeye, but sometimes he didn't feel as confident as his fellow Avenger, Tony Stark. Tony had awesome armor. He was a genius. As the billionaire inventor unveiled his new experimental time machine, Hawkeye thought, Tony is always so cool and funny and relaxed, even when he's making a cheesy speech about time travel. But the demonstration was interrupted by Modoc. And you remember who he is? He's the bad guy who's just basically a big giant floating head with little arms and little legs sticking out. Yeah. yeah. The calculating criminal glided into view, firing energy beams from his gleaming hovering hover chair. Yeah, he sits in a little hover chair. Okay. Look at all this nice and shiny Stark Industries technology, he cackled. It's just what I need to help me conquer the world. As Tony raced to don his Iron Man armor, Hawkeye slid forward and fired an armor that encased Modok in a cloud of smoke, confusing him. In his baffled state, the floating supervillain accidentally knocked both himself and Iron Man toward the time machine's glowing energy field. Hawkeye jumped forward to yank Iron Man away from the machine, but he was pulled into its energy fields too. All three disappeared along with the time machine itself. The trio reappeared in a field surrounded by bleachers full of people. Maybe we're at a ball game, thought Hawkeye. Then he noticed that everyone in the bleachers was dressed strangely. No cell phones, sunglasses, or baseball caps. On a faraway hill, Hawkeye saw a castle. It looked like something out of a fairy tale. Clint pulled Tony close and whispered, I think we're in the Middle Ages. Just then, a squire approached Iron Man and asked, Are you here for the jousting tournament, Sir Knight? The armored Avenger removed his helmet, waved at the crowd, and flashed them a charming grin. They applauded wildly. Hawkeye couldn't believe it. Wow, he thought. Even in the Middle Ages, Tony's the coolest person here. Suddenly, the people in the bleachers pointed behind Clint and yelled, Ogre! Ogre! Hawkeye spun around to see Modoc sneaking away with the time machine in his clutches. Tony flew over and snatched back the device. That enraged the brainy bad guy who attacked Tony with an energy blast. Reeling from the impact, Iron Man aimed his repulsors at Modoc. But 
all that came out was a bit of black smoke. The time machine's energy field had shorted out Tony's repulsor beams. Oh no. Thinking fast, Hawkeye shot a trio of explosive arrows at Modok. The blasts damaged the supervillain's hover chair, but he escaped into the nearby forest, roaring, This isn't over, Archer! The townspeople crowded around Hawkeye, proclaiming, It's him! It's the legendary Robin Hood! Hawkeye shook his head, shouting, No, you've got it all wrong. I'm not Robin Hood. The villagers cheered. Only Robin Hood would be so modest. They thanked Hawkeye for saving them from the ogre, and they marveled at his archery skills. Now Clint knew what it was like to be cool. The local blacksmith even presented him with a special arrow. But then the town crier approached Hawkeye, pleading, The ogre is rampaging through the forest. Won't you come help us, brave Robin Hood? (laughs) This is so funny, isn't it? Mm. Hawkeye answered, Of course. But he felt bad. Nobody deserved to be called an ogre, not even Modoc. So Clint added, He's not actually an ogre. You see, he's... A biomechanical living computer, the town crier just stared at him blankly. It was too difficult to explain. Uh, um, let's go, go get the ogre, Clint said with a sigh, and then followed the town crier with Tony. Hawkeye and Iron Man knew that Modoc was too dangerous to be left to roam free in the Middle Ages. They had to capture the floating felon and get back home. Hawkeye and Iron Man crept into the forest where Modoc was hiding, but the clever criminal was prepared for them. Tony accidentally stepped on a tripwire. Oh no. Before he knew it, he was trapped in a cage made of tree branches. But Tony had his own tricks. Using his rocket boosters, he broke free of the trap. While Modoc was distracted by Iron Man, Hawkeye fired an arrow at him. The arrow covered the super-sized supervillain in an electric net. Now that he was Hawkeye's prisoner, Modoc admitted that he needed the two heroes to get back to his own time. This primitive era is not a proper place for a genius like me, he said with a sniff. Besides, Modoc thought, after I'm back in the present, I can just snatch the time machine from these do-gooders. Iron Man activated the time machine. The little device hummed to life. All three time travelers stepped inside the machine's energy field and found themselves back in the present. Iron Man and Hawkeye reeled for a moment, disoriented by the journey. Modok took that opportunity to grab the time machine, but just as he was about to activate it, Hawkeye shot a grappling hook arrow at the device. Smart thinking. The arrow latched onto the time machine, ripping it from Modok's clutches. Do you know what that means, his clutches? 
hands. His hands, very good. When Modok tried to take it back, he found himself surrounded by Avengers. His hover chair, still damaged, made a sad, sputtering noise. After Modok had been led away by shield agents, Tony remarked that it looked like Hawkeye was enjoying himself in the Middle Ages. You know, I used to think I wasn't as cool as you, Hawkeye admitted. Come on, Tony said, that's nonsense. Well, that's what I learned on this last adventure, Clint said with a nod. I also learned that archery is cool in any time period, he grinned. And with that, he pulled out a souvenir he'd brought home from their trip. It was the arrow the village blacksmith had given him. And as Tony examined it closely, he saw that it was decorated with a painting of Hawkeye dressed as Robin Hood. Does that make you Robin Hawk then? Tony asked. The two superheroes shared a laugh. Later that night, yeah, it's kind of funny. That makes you laugh. I like sharing laughs with you. When he looked for Robin Hood on the internet, Tony almost fell out of his chair. On his computer screen, there were many drawings of Robin Hood, but they all had one thing in common. Robin Hood always wore a purple arrow on his chest, just like Hawkeye's. <laughs> That's amazing. And it's also the chicken. The chick. <laughs> How about the end, goofball? The end? Okay. Yeah, okay. The end. <laughs> <laughs>